Hi, Georgie, and welcome to the Mature Movers podcast. Today, we will be exploring the future of aging, the positive and negative of living longer, and discussing Georgie's passion and her story behind her community, This Age Thing. She also runs um, a consultancy business called The Common Land, um, which she helps businesses design for all ages. Georgie is a world-leading innovator and thought leader, changing the stereotypes of aging. So Georgie, how can we redesign a world to help us live longer, healthier and more joyful lives? Yeah, well, I love that. Just a nice small little question to, to, to start off with. Okay, right. So is everyone sitting comfortably? Because I will talk for hours <laughs> on this one. So if, if you think that um, half the world is designed by nature, um, pretty well, actually, um, but all the other stuff that we interact with, you know, like just, you know, the computers, my earrings, what I'm wearing, um, the cup, the kettle, everything has been designed. Um, design has a huge, huge power to enable us and make our lives easier and invariably to disable us. So actually, you know, design, design. Um, can really make our, our life good or it can make it make make it very very difficult and I mean I've been involved in design for many 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 years I mean I sort of like just sort of fell into it but I could see the power of design to actually make our lives um, more joyful and I know that's something that you're you're really interested in so this is not just about about just tolerating life I am really interested in people being joyful and happy at every single stage of our life from, you know, from, from when we are born right through until, until the day we die. But I think interestingly that design, design has, um, especially in the age arena, and I've been sort of like working in this area for about seven, eight, um, um, eight, seven or eight years now, that actually design and creativity has not really been um, given the sort of central sort of space that, that, it, that it deserves. So um, this is one of my passions is actually how can we elevate um, the, the importance of design, but also how can we educate designers and brands and industry leaders to actually, for them to realize that if we design for the margins, if we design for, for extremes, actually we make our lives, all our lives easier. So, you know, the way I like to, I like to talk about it is that um, if we design well, we make clothes which are comfortable and also look good. We can make we can make um, we can make financial products which are easy to understand and help us um, live the lives that we want to li live. We can we can design um, computers which are intuitive, but also again easy to use. So no one is going to say no to any of that. But we design very poorly, and a lot of it is because we are designing for stereotypes. Yeah, I, I think that's so interesting. And I've never had a conversation, I think that's gonna be this in depth with anyone about it, but I was um, recently on holiday and because of my background and the industry that I'm in, I, I'm constantly thinking about accessibility. And this uh, resort that we were staying on in was really, really good at that. It was really good at providing access for wheelchairs because it's something that I think about a lot I have a grandma who's a wheelchair user I have an auntie who's also a wheelchair user and um, 
in most places like swimming pools and gyms they are just not designed for people who have or use wheelchairs Mm. um and I think you touched on something that was really that really struck me was that we tolerate the way that the world is designed and especially people with disabilities they are constantly just tolerating um and I don't I I'm not a wheelchair user but I um, work with a lot of wheelchair users and I get angrier than they are about it because they have gone on for so long tolerating that yeah this is just this is it this is life and I'm like but it should not be like this (laughs) you shouldn't have to like live your life um, and miss out on so many opportunities just because you use a wheelchair Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and I cannot agree, you know, more with you. I mean, my my mum, who had a fall about um, seven or eight years ago, um, incredibly fit woman, and then then ended up in, in, a, in a wheelchair after a very severe brain injury. And um, the wheelchair was just one example of a product which was absolutely there to disempower the user. I mean, it really was. I mean, her distress about having to be in it, um, the difficulty of actually pushing them. There is, for me, the wheelchair is a perfect example of what what is wrong with design because there is no sense of the actual humans who are either in it or, or, or pushing it. There is no sense of empowerment, feeling that you are in control and you have made a choice to, to do that. And there is definitely no delight in it. I mean, you know, really, so if, if you know, and I often think, I often look at sort of like the, um, you know, the, the baby buggies, you know, so you've got that, the boogaloo and stuff like that, which sort of like launched, you know, I don't know, way after my daughter was, um, was out of um, wheelchairs, but I mean, out of um, um, uh, push chairs, but actually why, why are we not thinking about all of these products? in a very, very different kind of way. And I think we are so, again, we are so rooted into this kind of um, negative narrative of the medicalization, the inevitable um, medicalization of getting older, um, that it is decline, it is loss, um, it is something to avoid. So actually, I think people have just got to the point where they believe that is the reality. But it is not. It really is not the reality. And um, that I want to do something about that. I really, really do. And, um, you know, there's a great, great, great uh, industrial designer called Patty Moore, who is now in her sort of like late 60s. You know, my mentor, I mean, an incredible woman. I mean, when she first started, she was the only indu- female industrial designer there. But her, her empathy, her real sort of desire to understand what aging was like you know it's been a a lifetime journey for her but you know her whole thing is that design can enable us or design can disable us and actually being very selfish here you know I'm 53 I don't want to be in the same situation as as my mom having to use you know like badly designed um stair lifts walkers all that kind of stuff um you know they're sort of um you know, adult pads and all that kind of stuff. None of it is designed with the human at the heart of it. It is it is a quick fix, not understanding the care, the empathy, the sort of like the, the humanity of the person behind it. And I want to do something about that. Oh, amazing. So where did your, I have two questions. Where did one, where did your passion come from? And you briefly touched on it a little bit earlier. Um, 
how can we redesign a world to help us live like that how how can we facilitate that movement and obviously you're working towards that um but how can we promote that and it all starts with one person absolutely but how can we make a, a bigger impact yeah well absolutely and, and and both both and I'll come to both both questions about sort of like you know where did where did where did I my passion because I am quite passionate about this and then um and and also you know how can we how can we redesign um, a world that works better for us all as we as we age um and it all comes from lived experience it all comes from um Real, real people stories. So, I mean, you know, my my background was was um, I mean, as a psychologist, and I got involved in design. I ran a very, very successful design company, um, doing branding and TV advertising and all that kind of stuff. And then um, I was just about to turn forty, and we just got the job to. Um, I mean, I'm fifty three now. We we got the job to rebrand MTV across Europe, and I suddenly had a big panic attack basically and I thought oh and I'm probably a lot worse than that um I, I thought what what am I doing what am I doing I can't be rebranding MTV when I'm 50 what am I doing with my life and I look back now and that was a pivotal moment in my life because I was absolutely drenched in ageism I believed that narrative that my life was only going to get it was only going to go down anyway um and i i just it was a real sort of a real 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 moment for me a anyway, life shock it was it was and i think my dad had just um my dad had just died um i just got separated from my you know from my from my daughter's father it was you know it was a big transition lots of transitions going on in my life and i thought what am i doing but actually i'm so grateful for that really challenging situation because it really got me thinking about who I am and where I want to be. Now, I knew how design was the answer. I knew, I knew it was the, I knew it was the answer because it, it is, it is, it's magic in the right hands. It really is magic, but also equally in the wrong hands, it can cause great distress and, and, and great pain. So I set up a company called The Common Land, um, and, it, and it was through that I met um, a guy called Jonathan Colley, um, and we set up The Age of No Retirement. And The Age of No Retirement was all about changing the narrative of, of ageing. Um, and uh, through through that process, I did a lot of like, work and research, looking at what we have in common across, across the ages. And that was a light bulb moment for me because actually, you know, talking about boomers and Gen X and Gen Y and all these kind of sort of labels that we're very good at putting on all of us at every single stage of our life, I realized that at best they were nonsensical, but at worst they were completely divisive and actually could make us live less. So, you know, this is something that I felt really, really passionate about. So, yeah, so this whole, so that's where my passion came from, my, my, my own fear um, about getting older. So it was very, very selfish. I really wanted to change the world for me. Um, but then through this journey, I could see, oh, my goodness me, there is a very, very, there's a need for changing the stories, changing, getting away from the sort of like medicalized view and, and, and then also not just about the extreme 99-year-old marathon runner. There's lots of extraordinary, ordinary people in their 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and beyond 
who are doing doing are living incredibly well and joyfully we just don't hear the stories so um so coming back to your second question about how how can we redesign um uh the world so it helps us live longer and healthier again it comes through lived experience so one of the things which i'm keen for all of your listeners to to join is this age thing so this age thing is part storytelling platform so these are the stories of of wonderful ordinary people who are changing the narrative of of, of aging uh, to inspire us to realize that there is a different kind of view but also there is an activist lived experience community within that. So we want to listen to what are the challenges of getting older, because there are challenges. But then how can we as a community share those insights about really what the frustrations and the tension points are? And then we can knock on the door of industry and government and business and say, this is the reality. These, this is the problem, and you're looking elsewhere for, for the solution. These guys have got insights, and also they've got money, and actually this is where your audience is, so how can we design better? So one of the things I'm really keen to do is, is, is build up a real sort of activist community of living design researchers so we can share our insights, and then collectively then we can make a noise and get better designed products and services. Brilliant. Well, I'm going to sign up. I have lots of opinions on this. <laughs> um, I think it's I think it's so interesting. And um, I have a lot to learn. Um, and being ageist in itself, I'm a young person. So I, I do realise that I've got to experience a whole other world of growing and, and interacting with different people people and and people with that are at different stages of their lives and and things like that so it's really interesting to hear that my uh, frustrations aren't just my frustrations that this happens to everybody and just going quickly back to what you said about that that idea that you were, you'd reached 40 and and you felt oh my gosh I can't be doing this at 40 I feel that now in my 20s and it's something that I need to really change because um I always I always think if I'm feeling like this, it's probably because I'm not fulfilling my um, my desire to help people. I'm doing it more in oh. a selfish aspect, and and it sounds similar to you in in the sense that you you were you had a, an amazingly successful business, but you weren't getting that emotional um, return um, no. of investment that with all that energy that you were giving out. Yeah, and and that and you know, I mean, fantastic that you've got that insight now i mean it really really is and i i think you know this is um, i mean one of the one of the the projects we're working on is called the wisdom hour so we did our first we did our first session um at the design museum um this weekend and we had people of different ages and we were asking you know what is wisdom and um do we get more wise as we as, as we age really really interesting quite big questions small questions but you know the the interesting thing is it's about shared shared experience and also listening but also knowing when to ask for help and I think that um, this is what I love about intergenerational connectivity I mean this is because we have we have different types of wisdom different types of knowledge different types of energy at different times of our life it's not necessarily at a particular chronological birthday but at different stages of life we've got different life experiences you know so um 
one of my my favorite equations is one and one equals three older plus younger equals success and I think that this is where we've got to get away from sort of saying one is better than the other no that that is not that's not that's not the case but using using different types of um wisdom and insight and experience that when we create something really extraordinary and you know if you look at the development of a brain that um you know, there are different types of fluid and crystallized um, um, wisdom. And, you know, you know how, how my brain works now is very different to, to yours and my daughter, who is 19. So actually, the way I like to say, if you want to use a full brain, you've got to get younger and older people working together. And I think this, this is something I feel very passionate about. And, you know, and definitely if you look into the worlds of design and advertising and marketing, it's still a very much of a, a young person's area um you don't you don't get a lot of sort of like older designers i mean um colin lowe who's a director of the uh, design age institute which i which i work with he goes where do all the older designers go where where did they start? anyway we're, 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 we're going to be speaking to them but you know um th there is still a perception that that design is a young person's industry and it really isn't i mean it should be about empathy curiosity and vulnerability and 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 you need you need different skills to, to be able to do that and they they come at different ages yeah yeah it's, it is fascinating isn't it that that i guess we've got these perceptions of 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 who's working on what and i was speaking one of my previous interviews that hasn't come out yet for this series and he was saying it's really important to invest in um young innovation and I completely understand that and I and and I in the in the care industry because um you've got you've got that um that new vision and you've also got a naivety when mm -hmm. you're a little bit like when you're a little bit younger which can feed into those older generations and stimulate different ideas yes. but then you've got the other side of it where um you don't you don't want to stereotype and you don't want to be ageist and and just yeah. think oh we all need young innovators we need innovators of all ages absolutely and yes. I, I I think I, I feel lucky because I live in a society in a world that promotes innovation and as a female as well. Whereas I do, I, I can see that in the people I speak to and, and my, my relatives mainly, they didn't grow up with those opportunities to be creative, to be innovative and to actually act upon those innovations and those ideas. Um, so I do think that, that moving forward, there's, um, there's this, there's an increased opportunity for a variety of ages as well to say, actually, it doesn't matter what age you are. You can do that. Oh, um, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, but I also, I think you have, you have highlighted um, something which is really interesting, which is, which is something which I'm about to start. I'm about to start this um, network of, of women um, innovators and designers in the, in the, in the, in the longevity space. So you, you need to come and join us. Because, Absolutely. <laughs> it's really interesting because actually I was speaking to um, uh, a wonderful woman called Linda Shaw yesterday who teaches user um, uh, user based uh, human centered design, basically, in, 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 um, in a university in Edinburgh. And um, and she's one of the people we're going to be looking doing the, the, the network with is that there's not a lot of female designers still, you know, and um, 
I'm not necessarily I'm a feminist. My daughter gets cross with me. She thinks I should be more so, but maybe, maybe I'm, I'm starting to uh, to wake up. You know, I'm 53, but I I, I definitely think that that um, you know age. Um, gender, um, ethnicity, sexuality, all of these different kind of viewpoints help us design something which is so much better. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's as simple as that. And the more diverse the group, the more perceptions, environments that they've experienced and the, the, the more creative people can be with their innovations and their, their design thinking processes. Oh, I just had something really good to say and I can't think of it. So I'll come back to it later. Okay, all right. um, so do, do you, this is a question and an assumption in the same sentence. Okay. I assume that we focus on the negatives of aging more than we do the positives. If you agree with me, why do you think that is? Yeah, no, I do. Oh, I'm uh, uh, um, a gazillion percent. If that, if gazillion percent is is <laughs> exists, <laughs> and I, I, I think it, again, I think a lot of it is actually laziness. Um, you know, if if you look at the uh, the imagery around around aging, we are still still using pictures of an old hand and a younger hand you know we, there is no sense of the, the the human beings involved in that interaction and this is people within the age arena themselves we are lazy we are lazy we want quick fixes and we think oh well that's the way it's all it's, it's always been but again you know it's sort of like this age bias this sort of um um subconscious ageism that we all have i mean i have i have it as well I'm, you know my daughter caught me up the other day I said oh I feel ancient she goes oh mom very ages so we have it we 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 we, we have it so yeah it's it, it's becomes the the standard way of depicting someone over the age of 55 in a certain kind of way and the way I like to to um get people to think is when you've met one 81 year old you haven't met, you've met one 81 year old <laughs> when you've met one 18 year old you've met one 18 year old we are completely unique now so this is why um this is why i've called my 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 consultancy business the common land because it's about looking what we have in in common and that my chronological age is actually not very relevant to me what's important to me personally is running swimming in cold water um you know having a nice glass of wine and actually the things I do that with are with people of all ages that's the thing which connects us not our age so you know one of my one of my big passions is how I can try and educate you know advertising and marketing businesses to actually get away from sort of thinking about you know the you know gen x gen y millennials all those kind of things and boomers and pensioners and all that because these words are, are meaningless um but to look at the things which unite us so you know that um if you are if you're going to be so advertising a walking jacket show people of of all ages you know because it, it is something which all people like i completely agree with you and i wish that was the way that the world worked and was and is 
I'm now I'm going to play devil's advocate and and I'm going to suggest that I'm an investor for a company or I'm a CEO and we have this this we want to know who your target market is how do you how do you approach somebody or I think the world is always designed like that just from a business perspective you're always told who is your ideal target market who is that person and draw out a profile for me and you have to include their age and 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 things like that and how do you break break those barriers down oh and I I, I'm not saying it's easy I'm not saying it I'm not saying it's easy um and I totally agree we need to define who your target audiences I mean you know there's there's no point sort of like designing a sort of like you know a thing that sort of keeps your hands warm when you're swimming and 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 trying to sell it to 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 footballers I mean it's just that 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 that's craziness so absolutely I am totally for profiling but I'm just saying this is age has absolutely nothing to do with it it's about your values your needs your challenges you know I mean you know if you think about things like um in the research that I did, for example, um, you look at sort of like the things which you normally associate with um, growing older. So, yeah, the difficulties of getting in and out of chairs, um, noisy, noisy bars and noisy restaurants, small print, um, you know, all of those kind of things. You, you know, as our physiological bodies do change, these things become hard, do become, um, do get harder. So. We did a research project with 2,000 people of all ages to find out, did older, do older people get more frustrated by small print? Do older people get more frustrated by getting in and out of cars? And you know what? It was extraordinary. No, they don't. You know the people who get really, really annoyed Maybe. by noisy bars? <laughs> Younger people. <laughs> Now, we don't know why. Maybe it's because as we get older, we, you know, as you said, you know, we just tolerate. So this is what I'm trying to say to, to, to business leaders and industry. Design a restaurant, a bar where you can have a great conversation and then people of all ages will go. You know, so like you go, you know, I used to go um, with my daughter shopping to Topshop when that was still around. And, you know, she was, you know, what, then about 15, 16, always moaning about, oh, it's so noisy, I don't like this music and stuff like that. Again, it's just laziness. You see what we're doing, we're sort of like, we're falling into the stereotypes. But if we design better, then the people who can't hear so well will also be benefited. So you design, mm-hmm. again, you design for the extreme and you make all our lives better. Yeah, absolutely. It's very, yeah, very powerful and very thought provoking. Um, so how 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 did the aging thing start in terms of like why did you think it was necessary to start something like that, and did it just come out of necessity, or did, was it a process or um, a community that was built? through your network of naturally just researching and Mm. and working with with people about age yeah and I think you know just um I mean as I say you know I mean over the last seven years I've I know a lot of people in lots of different diverse areas to do within within the um aging arena but 
um, we are still very much siloed. So you have the sort of, you know, the sort of like finance people over there doing their finance stuff. We've got this sort of like technologists over there. We've got this sort of um, medicalized people over there. This sort of like the 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 academics, whatever. No one is really coming together and really working together. Um, I mean, you know, there it, it, each year there's better conversations, but it's not going, from my view fast enough so what I wanted to do is this is not so this is not about reinventing the wheel this is just about sort of like creating a platform where all the amazing work which is being done out there can find a home because I, I don't know about you but you know when if, if you try and find out um a, a examples of ageism in marketing it's impossible to find so you know this we want to be the home to find those stories and then work with organizations to share the stuff which they are doing, which has worked well, but equally importantly, the mistakes they've made, because those learnings are really invaluable to then help other, other organizations. So, you know, this is about actually sort of linking arms, you know, how can we join together? And you know, I mean, I, I you said earlier um, that this is a, a big task. Oh my God, it is. But I am absolutely, I'm an eternal optimist. I really am. And um, impossible is nothing. Now it might not be ended in my lifetime, but I will be sort of like then handing the baton on to, to the next generation. But really my responsibility is for us as individuals to not accept the narrative which is given to us for designers to rethink who their audiences are and to design better across usability, functionality, but also around human connection and delight. And then also to educate business that they can make more money if they design better and get away from ageism. Because ultimately my ambition is how can we create a much more united, more age, integrated community so we don't see older and younger as better or worse we see it as life living and there are benefits for both brilliant I think that's it's really inspiring for me I don't know if whoever else listens to this if they find it but for me it's really inspiring because you haven't lost your spark and you're still really, really passionate about it, despite the fact that you know it's going to be challenging, despite the fact that you know there may never be that um, sig significant, significant impact in your lifetime. Um, but at least you know that you're doing the best that you can. And I think that for me, that's really inspiring because sometimes I kind of go to that corner of the room where I'm like what's the point <laughs> am I going to help enough people yeah. but at the end of the day it's not it's not about that it's about if you help one person you've changed one person's life and yes. I think in in life and society where um we're encouraged and pushed to every, every more is better more is always better mm. but I, I don't think that's the case and I think we do need to like change that narrative around it always has to be big and it always has to be more and it has to be 
yeah you get it <laughs> no I, I I do and you know and, and that's not to say that I don't have those days where I oh god I'm constantly constantly sort of battling with my ego oh you know I want to be recognized for what the stuff which I've done of course you know we're human beings I mean you know that but it is it is realizing that actually we are on this planet for actually a pretty short period of time and that, and again, this is something which I've, I've learned as I've got older. And I think also, you know, I'm a Buddhist, so I've got my Buddhist practice, which really, really helps me is that true happiness is, is not me being happy and um, no one else being happy. No one else being happy is that like an ego approach. But equally, it's not about other people being happy without me being happy. It's about both. So actually, it goes back to what you were talking about earlier, darling, is about the whole importance about purpose, that actually I have a reason to get out of bed. And, you know, some days, those battles, oh, it feels like you're wading through mud, doesn't it? I mean, it's really hard. And I think that's why I, I'm really keen to set up this network of, of, of women who are innovating in the longevity space, because, you know, it's, sometimes it feels really lonely, Sometimes, so, so lonely. <laughs> yeah, it really does. But, you know, the thing is, the work, your insights, your wisdom, what you've learned is extraordinary. And it's about how, how we can support each other. How can we hold you when you're feeling in need and how you can then hold other people when they're in need? This is, this is what makes society. And, you know, and the great thing is we're different ages. So there's different, there's different experiences. And, you know, when I feel a bit tired, you can energize me and, you know, and I can say, oh, yeah, I, I've made that mistake 455 times. Try <laughs> and learn a little bit earlier. Do you know what I mean? So this is, um, but I, I think definitely in the innovation and design space and around age, um, it, there's a lot of amazing women with amazing insights, amazing, amazing ideas and such curiosity and warmth. Um, but it's where do we find that support network to keep us going when it is a battle at times? Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining. Um, if there's anything you'd like to add, please feel free. And um, if you'd like to finish off just sh sharing uh, some information on how people can find you or check out uh, the common land or um, this age thing. Yeah. Okay. So I am. I'm saying everyone has to join this age thing .co now. So get on there. Get onto our mailing list, and we will let you know. Um, we'll be able to share stories with you every month, and then also opportunities, real challenges where we can really feed into um, using our lived experience. So yeah, I would say get and in, get involved with um, this age thing .co. Um, and in terms of Commonland, if you are a business or a someone in industry and you've started to think, maybe I need to think differently about age, well, then give us a call. We will absolutely blow your mind about how thinking from a more ageless perspective actually not only will grow your audience, but also it will do something really positively for society. So, yeah. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, and... All the best for the future. Thank you.